The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Well, we've got Dorinda Nicholson here with us, who's a child survivor of the attack on Pearl Harbor. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. A little bit cold. Mm. I live in the Kansas City area and we had snow last night. Oh, wow. (laughs) We sometimes get snow at this time of year and then the very next week we get a heat wave. I don't know what that's about. Well, and you know, we're almost at the spring equinox, so that would, would be a expected and what we had last night was beautiful it was thunder snow so uh, it was thundering raining and then it turned into just a little bit of snow just just beautiful as Mm. we change seasons yeah that's a good amount of snow isn't it enough snow that it's nice but it doesn't disrupt everything and ruin your schedule the roads are fine yeah now let's take you back to that fateful day on the 7th of December 1941. What was the atmosphere like before the attack? Was it just another normal day? Oh, absolutely. Another beautiful day in Hawaii. Mm. Um, you know, but we don't we didn't even have weathermen on um, of course, we didn't have TV then yeah. either, but on the radio and even later, because uh, the weather would be uh, showers in the morning and clear in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was another beautiful, warm day uh, in the islands. It was a Sunday. Yeah. So mom and dad, uh, my mother always worked. So mom and dad were home mm. and we were getting ready for church. Yeah. And of course, the USA was not involved in the Second World War yet. At that point, you were very much aware of what was happening in Europe, but you were miles away. So before that, I guess you would have felt very safe from all of that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm speaking as a grandmother now, but as a six-year-old, I don't know that. But I know so much now because... It is a part of my history. It is a part of America's history. So at that time, uh, if your listeners would sometime when they can, look at a map of the world. Hawaii is the most isolated landmass in the world. Mm. How... How could war come to Hawaii? It's absolutely, we are safe. And our president um, had 
I, I, we were called isolationists at that time. And of course, you over in the British Isles were uh, already in war and yeah. wanting America to help. We were going to stay out of the war. Yeah. And of course, yeah. that did change in 1941. Yeah. Now, what actually happened in the attack? You know, what did you actually see from your perspective? I lived in the middle of the harbor, which gave me... Um, I guess a ground zero up close yeah. look. If you were in another part of the island, if you were in Honolulu, which is our capital, you would have looked out towards the ocean and you would have seen oily black smoke, but you would not have known that it was oily. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd think, I wonder what that is. The sugarcane feels burning more this morning. If you were in Waikiki, you would have seen black smoke. For where I was on a peninsula, uh, and we are civilians, we're not um, military, and we are civilians, and so surrounded by our our land on three sides is a Pan-American World Airways, and then in another part of the harbor is America's largest military base then and today. Mm. And so mom worked there. That's what brought us to to live in that area. So on a Sunday morning, church starts at 9, 7.30. Mom's in the kitchen getting breakfast. I'm sitting with her just waiting and hear airplanes come over. And about that time, my dad comes in the kitchen and he would say the words that would be repeated thousands of times that day. I wonder why the Army and Navy are practicing maneuvers this morning because they don't do that on a Sunday morning. Hmm. Then the airplanes coming over, we heard explosions and one so huge that it shook our house and our kitchen table. So dad and I ran out in the front yard and what we saw were low-flying airplanes. And again, I'm six years old. I would love to have been in the head of my my mom and my dad. You had to be terrified. I don't know what a red, round sun on the fuselage of an airplane means. What I do know, though, is they are so low, they're right above our house, right above the treetops, and I can see their faces as they're banking and coming in because it's just a couple of a hundred yards from where our ships are moored. So dad grabs me, takes me in the house, gets baby brother out of the crib and mom, and we get in the car to drive away. By that time, there are military trucks coming down the road with men hanging out, pulling on clothes, and with a loudspeaker telling everybody, get off the road. So we would pull over into a yard and then pull back in. And when the road was clear, we went up into the mountains where the sugar cane is grown, and that's where we went to hide. Yeah. The planes were actually so low that you could see the goggles on the pilots, couldn't you? Yes, because these... Now, those weren't the high-level bombers. 
you know, they were, they sent in different kinds of, of airplanes. Mm. So what I saw were the ones in their final descent, and those are the torpedo bombers, and they have to let their torpedoes out just 20, 30 feet above the water. And so that's how low, you know, they were getting in for their final yeah. drops of those torpedoes. Mm. Absolutely. So how did your age actually affect your fear? Because as you mentioned, you were only six years old. I guess you might not have realised the full extent of what was happening. And, you know, I'm often asked, were you scared? Mm. And it took me years to find out age groups and fear and trauma. And I ended up becoming, and I still am, a licensed clinical mental health worker. Mm. And so... And then I did a book for National Geographic of kids who survived World War II around the world. And what I found out was in one of the interviews with my brother and myself later in, in my return to Hawaii, and, and I go try to go every December 7th, and the TV person was asking my brother about that morning, like you asked me, hmm. and he was telling me he had nightmares and I thought, you slept through the whole thing. Yeah. Why did it affect you that way? And I later found out that if you are like under two, three, really under six, mm. you don't have the language skills. And so all you know is your parents are worried. Everybody's worried. They're running. They're hiding. And then nobody is telling you what's going on and you wouldn't understand anyway. If you're six years old and about 12 and those that are your caretakers and who love you and provide your safety and they're doing okay, you're doing okay. Yeah. If you're 12 and older, oh my, you know what's going on. Mm. And that's a lot of where the trauma period is in in kids yeah and just to give people a bit of an idea of the geography really you were on the peninsula at the north of the harbor right at the very end of it really so you were right there yes uh-huh yeah yeah a peninsula surrounded on three sides by the waters of pearl harbor which for me was uh, getting on my bicycle and, and with my dog and going down to the harbor, watching those big Pan American sea clippers land on water. You didn't cut, there's no airport with yeah. runways and you couldn't land um, on a rough ocean. So you needed this huge, huge expanse of calm, still water and watching those and people from around the world um, getting disboarding, disembarking onto a dock, a boat yeah. dock to uh, come and uh, arrive on the main island of Oahu. Yeah. You had bomb shelters at school, didn't you? And the thing about the bomb shelter was that it wasn't a very nice place to be, was it? <laughs> Well, we had no school immediately. Yeah. And uh, the biggest reason we had no school was we had to get our gas masks yeah. like those in, you know, Great Britain uh, carried gas masks. And we had to build. We didn't have an underground, yeah. you know, already, you know, I, and I'm sure 
those of you in Great Britain must be thinking about those kiddos in Ukraine mm. going into the underground. And uh, one of the London interviewees that I did for my National Geographic book, her brother was born during a blitz in, in the underground. And mm. so we have no school unless you're the school I ended up graduating from. And that's the school President Obama also attended wow. is called Punahou. And the very, very day of the afternoon of December 7th, the Army Corps of Engineers drives in and takes over that campus. And they use the campus the whole rest of the war. Uh, the rest of us don't have a school to go to. So uh, in the meantime, while the schools can be prepared with bomb shelters, uh, homeschool begins. And homeschool begins, and in February, the bomb shelters are ready. Uh, we have uh, air raid wardens trained. Uh, we all have our gas masks, and we go back uh, to school. And when the air raid sirens start, uh, those are our practices. So we know to reach under our desk, grab our gas mask, hold our breath, open the gas mask, take it out, go into the hallway and put it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don, and our, we'd have 
um, our teacher would have contests to see who could do it faster. Then when our teacher made us go into the bomb shelters, we hated it because in Hawaii, it rains every day. Mm. And a part, a small part in what is our winter, a long time. And so when the rain runoff goes into the opening of the bomb shelter and down what little steps there are and then into what is a mud now very muddy floor with the humidity <clears throat> excuse me and the heat you can grow centipedes Ooh. and scorpions yeah. So we used to beg, beg our teachers, please don't make us go into the yeah. bum shelters. Yeah. A lot of people built them at their homes, mm. too. And then they would build up, uh, grow on top of them, um, like sweet potatoes. Yeah. And you could eat the sweet potatoes. And of course, we're not going to be getting any food. And, um, and then that would cover your bomb shelter. Yeah. There was one day, wasn't there, where the shelter was just completely flooded and you all cheered when you didn't have to go in. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing about those days as well, the radio was kind of your lifeline to know what was actually oh. going on. You know, you didn't have the internet, obviously, and easy ways of finding out information. And of course, actually, the newspapers were very oh, censored yes. because they didn't want to risk giving information to the enemy exactly um but the radio was like our cell phone today and uh we didn't listen to the radio the morning of the bombing we you know went to hide and so then it's the car radio and that's where we got all our information that's where the news announcers told us that this is the real McCoy. Yeah. That's World War II, 1940s language where this is real. Yeah. So yeah. military, go to your bases, all medical report to the hospitals to treat the wounded and the yeah. injured. And the radio was our lifeline. And it was a huge, well, what families had all different sizes. And can I tell you a radio story that has doesn't have anything to do with Hawaii, but yeah. with World War II that I love. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm <clears throat> in, um, in Germany, I got to interview a young, oh, she was 12 at the time. And it was forbidden for them to listen to the radio. So they would hide it. And when they wanted to hear the BBC come on to tell them what was going on, they, and I guess that would happen at noon and at certain times, mm. they, they would take Georgie the duck, put him in the front yard, and Georgie would just waddle around. And if Georgie saw anything, he started screaming. And, and so they could listen to the radio until Georgie would make whatever loud noises and that meant somebody was around and they'd cover it up yeah. so georgie the duck was 
their line and the BBC yeah. to what was going on during the war. So the radio, yes. Yeah, definitely. That is maybe one of the most relevant things because that's exactly what is happening right now in Russia, isn't it? Where they've restricted the BBC so the Russians don't actually know what's going on and people in Russia have to go on the dark web to get the BBC, which is completely weird. <laughs> But look, you know, look how important the BBC has been, especially during World War II, but through all of this, all of this history. Um, At the turn of the century, this, when we went into the uh, 2000s, 20 hundreds, uh, the BBC was asking for events of of the last century and what was the most important and uh, and World War II and even the December, well, the December 7th date, because mm. that brought us into helping. Uh, now England is not is going to have some help with some American bombers. Yeah. So Germany's going to get bombed twice a day now, once with the Americans and, and once with the Brits. So yeah. uh, they chose... Um, me as a Pearl Harbor child as that event uh, signifying that uh, that event in history. And I'm sure as we leave this century, it's going to be um, COVID and Ukraine and no telling what's ahead of us. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And the other thing as well was that you sort of lived in fear of a Japanese invasion, didn't you? All the time. Um, The night of December the 7th, it took me 50 years to find out this story. Um, That night, okay, um, FDR is in contact with our mayor in Honolulu and our governor. And we are now under martial law. And because of where my family and I live, we can't go home. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody else in Hawaii just stays in their home, but you can't leave your house. May not leave your house after dark until there's daylight. You may not turn any lights on. So we go to the next town. I don't know. Is it like Ukraine is taken in by Poland. Uh, Pearl City Peninsula is taken in by the sugarcane processing village. And that's where we stay. So we're sitting there in the middle of the dark. It's our first night of curfews, dark, dark outs. And in the distance, in the dark, and of course, that's when all the rumors start. You know, I bet the Japanese are sending parachuters in right now mm-hmm. and when the, we wake up they're going to surround us with their guns and and so we're all scaring each other and in the distance we can see Pearl Harbor light up again and we think the Japanese have returned that's when the fear really just reverberates through all of us it's also when we think those are the Japanese I do not find out for 50 years when I'm invited on a panel. It was six aircraft off the Enterprise who were sent in and it was friendly fire and we Mm. shot them all down. But the person who told me his story. Mm. So 
fear. We think the Japanese have come back. That's why we build bomb shelters. That's why we have gas masks. We are prepared. And that's why we sit in the dark every night. Oh, yeah. And I wonder how a blackout would work these days, because even things like computers and televisions let off light, and I guess they'd be included. So yes, (laughs) people would not like that. Oh, we hated it. And, you know, at first we just sat in the dark and of course we'd listen to the radio. Yeah. And I used to go in the closet and I'd listen to... Um, you probably don't know a show called The Shadow. Mm. Oh, The Shadow knows. <laughs> I scare myself in the closet listening to this uh, radio show when that, you know, that was all we had. And then finally, what we started, oh, and then we had uh, air raid wardens, and each block uh, had an appointed neighbor that would go down and check. Well, one night mom was trying to do her washing and she turned on, we we would wash on the back porch during that time. And so she had a light on and he says, you know, Mrs. Stagner, I have the authority to shoot that light out, turn it off. Uh-huh. I could arrest you. <laughs> She'd say, oh, come on, you know, neighbor or so <laughs> But she turned off her light. So what dad did was, and this is what all the dads did, Mm. you get black, flat enamel paint, and you paint all your windows black. And then you paint the top half of your um, uh, car lights black. And that doesn't mean you can drive. You can drive at night if it's painted half black and... If you have a pass that says you have an important job, and my dad censored the mail at the post office, so that was his important job, because the men, now the men are working around the clock. You know, we're censoring mail, though we aren't going to be getting any mail. Um, We're repairing ships. We are, we're we're at war. And so uh, there are all kinds of jobs that are important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you everywhere? And also find your book, of course, Pearl Harbor Child. Uh, My website is www.pearlharborchild.com. My email is my first name, Dorinda, D-O-R-I-N-D-A, at pearlharborchild.com. I would love to talk to schools and uh, tell them uh, World War II stories. I know that it's 80 years ago, so I'm 86. Mm. But the men who lived through this are now 100. So it's going to be us children that know the stories and need to tell the stories and uh, share that part of history. So feel free to email me or to contact me through my website. And um, I'm happy to answer any questions. It probably is hard to send books uh, postage-wise, um, but I do have one book that is on a PDF that is a story of friendship where that morning in the harbor, 
one of the men on our uh, battleships is sunk and the hatred he carries for the Japanese and a Japanese pilot that day who also has war wounds and they eventually become friends yeah. that it would be available um over the web that would be easy to do yeah that sounds like a great story there well Henny, thanks for coming on today it's been great having you on the show thank you for keeping these stories alive thank you for spreading them and and on the airways uh appreciate this we need a vehicle or else our stories remain untold so mahalo thank you so much for the invitation planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.